Hi, you're listening to John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. This is the one hour a week where my boyfriend, John, is allowed to talk to me about wrestling. And sometimes I know things, too. Here we go. Anyway, uh, this is our first show back for uh, uh, we missed two weeks. Uh, why did we miss two weeks? Um, so this actually ties pretty directly into wrestling. It really does. Because I went to the GCW show, the world on GCW, uh, mm-hmm. at ha- their debut at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yes, you did the Hammerstein Ballroom. The Hammerstein. Um, very fun show. Big deal for them. And I got COVID. I got you COVID did get at the COVID. show. I, I told um, you, don't bring anything home from the show. We don't I, need any more junk. I know. I d- and first you walked in and you had like hand wipes. Didn't I had you? that little Matt Cardona Chelsea Green hand wipe, <laughs> which was selling wipes. on. Uh, and I was mad about those enough because I was like, where are we even going to put these? I know. Well, we're never going to use I know, them. I'm sorry. They were selling for like 20 or more dollars on. Uh, ebay but then a friend of mine did put his on ebay for like 20 bucks and got zero bids so yeah I mean, like you can list over. stuff for whatever you want yeah whether or not it actually sells for that Who yeah knows? well i think and we're did not we're not that broke no um, <laughs> we gotta pawn our handy wipes no well, well <laughs> baby look we just you know we just gotta get through this week and that's gonna be yeah, good. yeah yeah um and so yeah so the merch that i brought back was covid um, yeah you brought back covid a lot of unmasked uh did we talk about that show we did because we did the podcast we did the do the day. podcast That's i gotta right. go back and listen because then it episode. was because we recorded the podcast on monday and then tuesday i started like tuesday night i started to get some symptoms yeah but wednesday night was the real hell wednesday night. was when i started to feel like oh i think i'm sick that was when you like made and me sleep on the couch i remember? didn't make you sleep i walked on the in couch. to go to bed and you were like you're not gonna want to sleep in here i didn't say that you're gonna want to sleep on the couch i was actually trying to get up to go to the couch myself because i was like i'm like moaning and feverish even though i didn't have a fever technically but i was like like 1800s farmer moaning in the night while a thunderstorm happens outside I mean, uh, people have been that sick since the 1800s. I know, but, but that's I know like what you what mean. I, it's like a movie where yeah, you have like, like scarlet fever. Exactly. Or something. Um, You're Beth. You were Beth from Little Women, briefly. Yeah. You never saw Little. No, Women. I didn't. But I can but imagine what's happening. Beth, there's a scene where Beth from Little Women is like sweating and delirious exactly. under the covers, mm-hmm. and they have to like really save her. Yes. Um, yeah. I was a little woman. You were a little. You were Beth. I Beth was Beth March. Um, and it was uh, not fun. But it was mostly just that one really bad night. And then the next morning I woke up and I felt much better. But I was still like pretty fatigued for about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing I did was give it to you. Yeah. Remember when you like came out here and you were like free coughing? I wasn't coughing. I cleared my throat. Yeah. You were trying to explain to me there's a difference between clearing your throat and coughing. And I was like, actually, well, now no. I know that there's not. There's okay? not. At the time. They're both the same mechanism. I've never considered it before. Okay. And now that now I know. <laughs> you came out here and without even covering your mouth, you were just like. <coughs> All right. Well, <coughs> it was really, it was hard. <coughs> I'm not coughing. <laughs> it wasn't a cough. It was <clears throat> it was one of those. Ladies and gentlemen, let me know on Twitter if you think what he just did there is a cough. And if someone with COVID was doing that near you, whether you would feel relief. <laughs> uh, mm. No. Yeah. And then I got it. Yeah, you did get I it. I mean, I would have gotten it anyway. I'm not blaming yeah, you your coughing. Uh, the coughing was just funny how, how uh, inconsiderate you were being. I, I, um, I was. I learned a lesson. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, no, but I caught it, and then I was really sick. I yeah. was very sick. You were uh, pretty much just I, absorbed into the couch for. I almost a had week. to go to the hospital the first day. I was vomiting. I thought I had food poisoning, which mm-hmm. I might still have had food poisoning. There's no way to know. Yeah. But it's just a heavy coincidence to me that I would have gotten food poisoning and COVID the same week. Yeah. It feels like it was probably just the COVID, but it was yeah. such vi- like violent, regular vomiting. Yeah. I was vomiting every 90 minutes. I couldn't hold anything down. Um, For like a- at one point, I almost didn't make it to the toilet. And mm-hmm. I, like, even though I was like ten feet from the toilet, mm-hmm. I was running and covering my mouth and going, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, and I was like crying over the toilet because I was vomiting so hard mm-hmm. that even when there was nothing left in my stomach, my stomach would still be like doing that thing where it's like trying mm-hmm. so hard to vomit, like dry, dry heaving basically, yes. but dry heaving very hard, like harder than I think I've ever dry heaved. Yeah, um, and your body is still automatically trying to do it, but yeah. you don't have. And nothing I was left. just, uh, and I was just like crying and it was really awful and i was like i need to use the bathroom yeah get out of the bathroom oh yeah we won't go into the bathroom fight that we had um but anyway (laughs) hurry Uh, up (laughs) uh and then i just got uh like i slowly was able to eat the next day yeah and then i remember like Wednesday, I got the sense of like allergies, like my nose and throat itched mm-hmm. really bad, which is usually what it feels like when I'm having like allergies. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I was really stuffed and really just sick. And I like got a COVID test delivered and took it, and it said I had COVID. And yep. I was like, oh no. And then I was just really tired. Um, and I think I only, I only missed like, two full days of work just that monday and tuesday when i was like really vomiting yeah, when you like literally couldn't look at my laptop because i couldn't do anything with lord of the rings playing in the background yeah i just put lord of the rings on and leave it running because the extent pro tip mm-hmm. when you're really sick and you like can't really focus on anything but you're also like i can't just sit in silence because mm-hmm. i'm so miserable mm-hmm. i need something happening for me to possibly focus on mm-hmm. lord of the rings extended editions put them on lasts all day mm-hmm. there's your day you don't have to think about anything else and they're just like kind of nice and comforting yeah and it's like something you can tune into for a little while yeah you know the story yep. so you don't have to worry about that there's interest it's pretty mm-hmm. to look at the music is comforting mm-hmm. um you can close your eyes and uh listen to it mm-hmm. and still follow it it's fun to listen to and they're all like familiar friends that are yeah that they're there for you it's just a nice little thing to have on so i do recommend that because i did end up watching all of the hobbit movies and all the lord of the ring movies i think i watched each one twice i think you watched just like regular lord of the rings movies then watched the hobbit and then after the hobbit movies you're like Oh, because oh, they yeah, talk about the Hobbit stuff. movies got me all into like wanting to watch the original trilogy yeah, again like once prequel. I was a little bit better because yeah. I was like, yeah, now I really want to see this again now that I'm not unconscious. <laughs> and then you watch the extended versions. And then also because you were watching those, I was not as sick as you, but it's still that week I was like, yeah, you were fatigued like enough dead. that I was yeah. that I was like, I can't really focus on anything or do anything. Yeah. So I was I also watched all three extended editions yeah. and the Hobbit movies. Yeah. They're very fun. And then the next week, the reason we missed the podcast again was because that Monday I 
my throat like didn't work because by Friday my voice was like gone and then I had like this really awful cough until about like mm-hmm. Tuesday of this past week, last Tuesday. And then I feel like from Tuesday on I was fine. And then I tested mm-hmm. negative on Saturday before we went to sleep no more. That's so. right. So just so you know, we're back. We're, we're back, back baby. We're back, baby. We're out there. I mean, there. I'm so tired. I am so tired. <laughs> sleep no more is uh, very interesting and fun but it is a lot of walking around and it is uh, running also it's basically wrestling it is well it's funny because it's like i realized in sleep no more like that was the most walking i'd done in weeks yeah probably even all month because it's like january's been so cold it's not like i've gone outside yeah so and we were there was like a week you know i couldn't leave yeah and then it's like two weeks two or three weeks of covid Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so then I was like, oh, my God, my hips hurt. My mm-hmm. knees hurt. My back hurts. I felt like a little old lady. I know. Me, too. I felt also like a little old lady. It was because uh, yeah, I also was... walked around a couple miles that day oh, doing yeah. other stuff. And uh, yeah, but it was uh, it was very wrestling adjacent. Yeah, it's very in the sense that it's all immersive theater. It's all immersive theater. And it's very physical. And like most of the scenes, because people don't talk, are just like interpretive dance, essentially. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of people just like. A lot of dance fighting. There's a lot of dance fighting or like sort of dance like sexy things. But mm-hmm. I mean, anything where you're telling a story with your body is wrestling. Yeah. Were you with were were you with me when we saw the bathtub? The guy in the bathtub? Yes. Okay. And there was also that I think that same lady Yeah, the found lady her, Macbeth. She is in another bathtub because I was walking around and then you hear her scream and oh. then people go over and she is in a bathtub herself and then she uh gets out of the bathtub and puts like a cloak on and then she walks and so everybody followed her. Oh. So I followed a naked lady. <laughs> um and you follow her back to that other that other bathtub, and you're like, uh-huh. "Oh, it's this room." And then she's there, and then that guy shows up. But it's later, so I think it's probably a later part of the story. And then they have like a little, "Are we gonna fuck?" And then then they don't. And then <laughs> she's like, "You know." And John yells out, "What? I walked rip off. I walked all the way over here. Do it. What's going on?" Do uh-huh. the sex. Uh, and so then they have a little like <laughs> dance sex fight thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody is like very in shape and doing a lot of crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, yeah. I felt, I don't know if you felt this way about Sleep No More. I felt like, because I've read things that uh, like uh, of audience members behaving badly because ostensibly the mask makes people feel emboldened to act in ways they wouldn't normally act. Which is funny because you're still in a room full of people right. and there's security people. And and like, al- but also, I found that I was more self-conscious and yeah. sleep no more than I would normally be because I was super aware of like my surroundings because you don't mm-hmm. want to run into people. So you're like hyper aware of and where like you're dark. standing. Yeah, it's so super dark. So I'm like super aware of like where I am in the room and like who's mm-hmm. around me. And making sure I'm not in anyone's way. And then also, I just do feel creepy just like staring at somebody. Yeah, I felt weird <laughs> being like, because like, sometimes you don't even know where you're going to be in relation to the characters because you yeah. just like find a spot in the room and stand there. Yeah. And there was this one character that I followed around a lot because she was one of the more interesting people. I was just able to like pick up enough of her story uh-huh. to be like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I sort of, because she was like looking for her sister. Yeah. So I followed her for a while and then I lost track of her and, I, and then she showed up again and I was very excited mm-hmm. and I followed her again and she, we end up like in her like bedroom. Um, there's no way to do this without you sounding like a <laughs> yeah, creep. Yeah, I know. That's um, what I mean. And, and so she, and at one point I was standing like along a wall 
and there's like a desk next next to me and she doesn't go to the desk right away she goes to like the bed or whatever mm-hmm. and does some stuff and then and but then she comes and sits at the desk so i'm standing right next to this lady while she's like doing lipstick and all this stuff mm-hmm. and i'm just like what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> this is so strange it's, it's, and then and then i would have this feeling where like like I went into like the taxidermist office and the guy was behind the desk and I was like, oh, there's a guy in here. I should stand here and watch. And I stood there and I was the only person in there. Yeah. <laughs> I stood there watching him and he didn't really do anything. And then he like walked to the door and like looked out. And I had this moment where I was like, does he think it's weird that I'm in here? And then I had this moment where I was like, if I leave, will it make him feel better? Is he gonna be like, oh man, it wasn't cool enough. Yeah, I a hundred percent would. I, I like. Know. I was it's... like, should I stay for his sake or leave for his sake? Like, what does he want it me to do? It just becomes an open mic at that point. I know. Where you're just like, oh fuck, I'm the only one left here. I can't leave. This I guy know. just got on stage. I know. I got... Like, what if he's about to do something? I mean, he's like... doing. He wor- he waited this whole time to do this. I yeah. got nobody else is here. I don't. But then at the same time, maybe he was excited to have a little bit of an alone moment. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, because he could check his phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if he was happy no one was in there, and then yeah. I walked in and he was like, ah, now I got to think of something. To I got to be back in character. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> McDuff again or whatever. Yeah, because you can't talk to them, so you can't even make a joke about it. It's just yeah. You know, maybe that's what it is. When I can't make jokes to cut the tension. Mm-hmm. It's just tension. Yeah, I it was it. just very bizarre. And, but I do uh, want to go back. I would love to go I'm, back. I'm at addicted some point. to it. It's it was people at s- work are already talking about wanting to go back because now that you know how it works, yeah. Like once you get used to it and like learn kind of the layout and figure out like the fun things to do, yeah. Then you're like, oh well, now I want to go back so I can do it up, you know? Yeah, like, and you can really... find things more easily, and you can yeah. maybe track different characters. Yeah, be uh, less scared about like running after people. Yeah, you really do have to run. You after do have to people. run because some people run. Some characters run. You have to run, and it's easy to lose people. And you, and at first you're nervous to do that because yeah. you're like, I don't want to cause a scene by running. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's then... also like weird because you're just like, I don't run after people I don't know. Yeah, I don't this normally like... chase, people. and even people I do know <laughs> often don't chase them yeah i don't um, typically chase people so to to break that mental barrier was kind of a t- process for me yeah it was uh, uh it and was... also there were at the, the top when we went and saw in the ballroom there mm-hmm. were like i told you this but there were two guys who kept making eye performers who kept making very intense eye contact with me apparently this is a thing I know, but at the time, and I kind of figured it was because it's like, of course, they can like come up to you and whisper stuff to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, but my natural instinct when that happens is to be like, oh, what? No, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> if a guy makes intense eye contact with me in a social situation, my reaction is not to be like, oh, hey. My reaction is to be like, uh oh. Uh, a process has begun that uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be involved yeah. in. And then your reaction is usually the same one as when you got COVID. You just run to the bathroom and throw up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no, the launch sequence has been activated and I don't want to be on this spaceship. <laughs> wow. That's how it feels. Um, but it's very but cool. I would want to go back because now I know it's safe to make intense eye contact with yes. the performers. And I would, I would also like to go back. It would be very interesting to go back. It, I had a similar experience when i was playing the legend of zelda breath of the wild for the first time because it's huh. also like a very different type of experience than most games and mm-hmm. it's very different than most other zelda games and when you're first playing it it's almost you almost th- or at least i almost thought it was like is there like enough to this mm-hmm. um and then as you exist in it and you start to like notice things and 
understand how to play the game and experience the world and start to experiment with it, mm-hmm. then you realize like, oh my God, this is incredible. And this is so unique and different. And there's so much to this and there's so much you can do. Yeah. And it was similar to like, cause at first I was asleep no more. I was like, you find some stuff and you're like, oh, this is cool. But then you're like walking around for a while and nothing's happening. You're like, all right, I'm kind of bored now. Yeah. Um, this kind of sucks. And then, yeah. but then you like start to find people and you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And like, once you're out of it, then you're like, that whole thing was really cool as like a whole experience. And now yeah. that you understand it a little more now, it's like. Now you want to go back and yeah, get and like, more out of it. Yeah. And like experiment yeah. with it. And like, um, there was one thing they had to be careful about though, where they said like, you know, the hotel is not always what it seems and mm-hmm. it, curiosity is rewarded. You can't say that to people who have played a lot of like open world video games. Cause oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm like looking for. We spent the first like half just looking, hour just, just opening drawers. every drawer yeah. and cabinet we found. Just trying to find. I'm like, I don't, I haven't found any upgrades oh, or secret items. I know. We're like, where's the gun? I, yeah. I, I need a gun. I have no armor. Excuse <laughs> me. I have no armor. Uh, uh, somebody was telling me at work that uh, someone they went with once spent an hour in the insane asylum part just reading like the paperwork in the doctor's office. And apparently there are like little subplots going on when you actually like read the mm. correspondence and the paperwork that's like available to you. I would love to go monthly. The oh, Yeah, made, yeah, that would be I, fun. Because with that I'm just like... <laughs> Because I wanted to do that, but I was like, oh, but I, I really shouldn't yeah. just hang well, you know, you know what I, I should found, just hang out here. I found it hard to read some of the stuff because the handwriting was difficult. Yeah. So I would try to read the letters and stuff, but I really couldn't make heads or tails. Of and I was just trying to do everything really quickly so I could like move on. I know. Yeah. And, you you really feel, your time and you're it. also like around other people and there's that social pressure of like, am like, I looking at this for too long? Should I move so other so, people so other can people look, look, look like you're in a line? Yeah. You don't want to be hogging the, yeah. Yeah. the letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... um. And, but it'll be hard to go back though because we had like those VIP. Like, yeah, press we tickets. had press tickets, which was nice. I although from what I understand, I mean the it's the same in, experience. It's just that we would have to pay for drinks and we wouldn't have a reserve table. In yeah, the, bar. the, t- the table is really all I'm referring to. Yeah, it's like I mean the drinks are expensive, but if you're going whatever, but it was nice to get two free drinks. We actually, did four get free some drinks. Free drinks. And, well, uh, four total. Two four total. Each. Four two total. Each. Yeah, we had because we had. The because, two just free drinks, and then yeah. we had the two free glasses of champagne. Yeah. So um, and we, then we were we did it up like VIP. But the the table is really the main thing, so that you can go yeah. retreat to the bar and just like sit. Yeah. And chill. Yeah, because uh, that was a big deal. Because after we saw the satanic blood orgy, yeah, there was literally like a satanic blood orgy. I of walked naked around people for dancing and and strobe lights with yeah. a goat head man who was naked. After There's a that, lot of nudity. I did I did walk around for a while after that, but then when I found you again, I was like, I'm going to go back to the bar because well, my legs are killing me. And also, once you've seen a satanic blood orgy, you're like, that's probably the coolest thing we're going to happen upon yeah, tonight. Yeah, I was like, I don't really see it getting better than this, and I'm beat. And we just kind of randomly found that because we like followed... almost. Almost a boring character. It was yeah. just like the mortician who just like went into his office and was like futzing around for a little while. Uh-huh. And then he goes and he like hears something and then he goes in the back and there's what I found out later is one of the Macbeth like witches. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so she's like pretending and to be she's dead. she's like dead, yeah. And he's like examining her or whatever. Um, and then she wakes up and she's like, Ugh, you know. And, and they then, have a dance fight. And then they dance fight a little bit and then she chases him out. And I don't remember what happened to him. We followed her to... Was she one of the three people? Yeah. There were three people backing down the hallway, which were probably the witches. Mm-hmm. And so they went up in like a little dance club 
Yeah, they run, they scream and run down the hallway, and then we run chasing them down this tiny little dark hallway, Mm -hmm. which is so scary because you can't see anything in that hallway. So you're just running. Also, the walls were like sort of uh, they were like tin, so we couldn't. Yeah, because I would do a lot of like touching the wall while I was, so I could like sense where I was, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. And then we get back there, and there's that lady in the red dress who I don't know if she's like the devil or whatever. I don't know. I think she's Hecate. Okay. And she was the, uh, so she's like one of the witches or whatever. She's like the goddess of witches. Goddess of witches, yeah. And so she's back there and it's like this crazy lighting and she's, and there's like a slow beat and then on the beat she's just like. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> that was cool. I've had that stuck in my head. I wish yeah. I could watch that again because yeah. that was very cool. It was very cool. Because she had it, her arms out yes. and the light was behind her as you ran up to her. Very so wrestling like, entrance. Yeah, it was like really cinematic. It was probably the coolest thing I've ever been like in. You and, know? Then it, and then that evolved bit by bit into the, the full and strobe you know light. And so funny thing. is at that point I was so interested in like, like – catching something that I wasn't maybe supposed to see mm-hmm. that I was staring at that red dress lady mm-hmm. as she sat at this table because I thought like oh maybe she'll do something or mm-hmm. you know come talk to All me right. or you know whatever <laughs> and then I so I'm not and it's also they start strobe lights mm-hmm. which is di- very disorienting so I just kept looking at the woman and the and strobe then, lights were full on like a flip book. Yeah. So like, like you could just see like somebody in one place and then in the next. Yeah. Then, so it know. was super disorienting. So I didn't feel like moving. So I just was staring at her for a while. And then I look over and I just see a guy with a goat's head and a topless woman like dancing and screaming. Mm-hmm. And you were front row seat for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And I, I was, was like, studying the art of the. And I see this guy with blood on his face and I'm like, oh, I'm missing. The guy with the goat head also, by the way, was fully naked. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, that's another thing. Did you get to see full frontal male nudity? You know, I did, but they were they were really good about the angle of angling it away, away from, from me. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they cheated, but they but they were cheating to other people. Like if there okay. were other people, you know, they were surrounded yeah, by people. I saw a lot whatever. of bare butts. Yeah, but I saw I didn't a lot of bare butts. Any any peen? There was also I didn't see. I could barely see the peen, and there was that lady, <laughs> that lady Macbeth was naked, but she was also angled. Yeah, which is fine. It's just when someone's naked, you're like yeah. prepping yourself to see something. And yeah. then when you don't, it's like, huh. It was just impressive that they were yeah. able to angle in such a way. It is. It's also yeah. very dark in a lot. Of the lighting yeah, is very it's very specific, dark. So. And I, mainly, I just wanted to see if they actually had dance belts on or anything or if they actually were just nude. But I, I think guess they were, they just, were naked. just nude. Um, but uh, yeah, it's quite funny because I was just staring at that woman for so long, and then I looked. Then you realize there was a naked looked rave. Ten feet to my left, and see like naked this satanic full on satanic orgy. orgy. Was there a baby involved? There was like a little fake baby. Okay, someone at work said something about a baby, and I was they, like, a I think baby? they were. It's hard to process everything that was happening, especially in a strobe light. Mm-hmm. There was like a little fake baby, and I remember that now because I passed by like they had a little like thing i don't know like a little bowl mm-hmm. on a on a table and it had like the fake blood in it which mm. looks like very fake when you actually see so well, like literally good. like jelly um it would be upsetting if it, it was real look and fake. like I, a, and I like a little upset. baby doll was in it oh i see, um, I see. okay because after that ends there's like another little dance thing in the corner mm-hmm. but then you're just kind of in that room and you can kind of look around and and then that yeah. lady who was looking for her sister the one i had followed a bunch shows up and talks to that uh, the red goddess of witches lady. Oh, okay. And then I was like, oh shit, I can't she's remember. back. I can't... And that, and I popped for her, which is popping is the, is a pop is what you get in wrestling when you 
like when some you, it's just a, a crowd reaction uh-huh. it's people cheer for you oh you come back and so i didn't actually <laughs> make so a noise funny. it'd be so funny if you cheered and it's like dead silent and you're like eh! oh, yeah. holy <laughs> shit holy shit holy <laughs> shit but i had that reaction and yeah. internally i had that reaction to be like oh <laughs> she's back um I would kind of love that if it was acceptable to like cheer and clap. Yeah. I know we're not supposed to talk to them, but You're I would have enjoyed clapping because yeah. I would have wanted to tell people they were doing a good job. I like yeah. positively reinforcing. Good people. job. I know. <laughs> You're um, doing great. I can't remember where I went after the blood orgy. I feel like maybe I, we, I, went, uh, we followed. Well, I was. Followed I, that I think lady I around. separated from you after. Yeah, the blood orgy. Uh, we and I ended up staying there for a while. And then we followed the. I followed that. That lady to like around a little bit because i had lost her and i was like mm-hmm. well i'm really i'm invested in this story so i want to yeah um see now that i found her again it's like i might leave i'm gonna i'm not gonna find her again yeah. probably well you know what? um you and know what? then but then you found me again there and i kind of i she kind of disappears because mm-hmm. she goes through she locks you in the room with her and then she goes through her she opens up her like clot her like um armoire or whatever her mm-hmm. like closet thing and then she just goes into it and closes the door and then everybody in the room is like what <laughs> oh. and then we realize you open it and there's and everybody's like hesitant to open it and then you open it and you realize it's a door oh. and then you go out and then, you, and then i think we sort of found her but then i think i eventually was just like i was getting tired and she hadn't really done anything in a while yeah and uh and i and then we found each other and i didn't want to lose you at that point again yeah so i just kind of and then we went back to the bar and talk to the and then we met hazel hazel our favorite person in the world yeah we were pretty we we liked hanging out with hazel oh my god we loved hazel hazel was a character in the bar who came and sat at our table and she had that like 1930s affect of being like hello what are you what are you two doing how you doing (laughs) you know (laughs) and uh she was also the person that let us in. Yeah, she seemed to be interested in us. Um, yeah. I might be just making that up because again, it was it did have kind of like strip club energy. Where not not that they're like strippers, but it is that thing. Yeah, not where a sexual thing. You have just... to remind yourself they might not really give a shit about you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think when you're in that bar area, part of what you like you pointed out, part of what your job is probably is just like make sure people are like having fun, having fun, or if they're don't if, look bored. Yeah, and, yeah, if they're just sitting there because she was the one that was like real. Because we didn't, we were just told to go sit at that table uh, yeah we didn't get drinks when we walked yeah, in because the so guy we was were, like no i'm gonna seat you and i yeah. was like okay and, and then we, we were, just sat there with nothing and then we and weren't she saw us yeah and she was like are you guys waiting for somebody i mean she in her accent in her yeah. character and then she led us with a group to the the door yeah and so she took us, us into the hotel lesson. just to get us going which yeah. was nice of her but but no she sat with us and she was telling us all about her we were all just like talking and I started asking her questions about her life because yeah. I thought there would she was it, a character. Would, it was a character, yeah. and so I thought she would tell us crazy character things. Yeah, yeah. But it became clear about five minutes in, yeah. she was telling us about her real life. Yeah, and her real cats, <laughs> and her, like she was, she like never dropped the character. No, but she was all the facts and everything was clearly real. Yeah. Like yes. she had like her hometown or how yeah. she grew up in sisters, her cats, um, religion. We talked about like what religion yeah, we yeah. were raised mm-hmm. in and like, it was just so interesting. Yeah. 
And it, she had such an interesting life. She did have like this person, gener- like the actress had a genuinely Yeah, she grew up in a really life. small town and yeah. she didn't have a toilet for like yeah. the first 10 years of her life. She had an outhouse. Yeah. And so she was telling us about that experience and the experience of like realizing that other people did have toilets. Yeah, because she <laughs> was like going to school and had friends and stuff. So she would yeah. go elsewhere that had regular toilets. Yeah. So she knew... She knew of it, is that yeah, like she yeah, did, yeah. but she just didn't have that at home yeah. and for a and long time. And then she told us about her dad putting running water in the house mm-hmm. and that. Pro- yeah. Anyway, long story short, we loved Hazel. We were obsessed with Hazel. Yeah. We were obsessed with Hazel. <laughs> we uh, couldn't believe how much we enjoyed talking yeah. to Hazel. <laughs> and honestly, we probably have mutual friends. We probably do because um, uh, she seems about our age and she's an actress. And, in um, New York. Yeah. So anyway, Hazel, if you're listening to this, that's not your real name, but uh, thank you for giving us a really good memory yeah and uh if you go to sleep no more um uh just enjoy it i guess hazel might actually be in the oh yeah she she, she she said they rotate people yeah oh yeah she was telling us like how the show yeah yeah but still in character (laughs) yeah still in character extremely and she also didn't like because i told her about the blood orgy i was like we Mm -hmm. saw satanic blood Mm -hmm. orgy so like but she didn't uh you know say anything about like she just went oh really yeah. so you know she wasn't like completely pulling back the curtain but she no, was yeah. like and then she did hail satan and oh yeah she, she did, said yeah. hail satan and then we, we toasted. i immediately knew she was cool yeah, i was exactly, like okay yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah we uh we're trying to figure out what character she might play when she was in there because that like well, that, cause there's another girl with short brown hair so i imagine i think she was trade. i think she probably plays the um that lady that I had been following, the character yeah. I had been following, I want to say character, not lady, that lady I had been following. Yeah. Um, that character I had been following the most because she doesn't, because we did ask her if she had a dance background because everybody, it's, it's so intense. And then yeah. her response was, God, no. Yeah. Uh, which seemed pretty genuine. And that character didn't do a lot of like dance stuff. Yeah. And like you said, her hair was very similar. Mm-hmm. So, so was, I think they must yeah. just trade out. Yeah, um, but it could be anybody. Who knows? She. Um, yeah. It'd be funny if if we went back and we saw her doing some intense. She's dance. the goat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's the goat in the yeah. orgy. That would be great. Um, anyway, that's our experience with Sleep No More. I Which highly recommend. Highly recommend if you're comfortable with um, running around in the dark and um, you yeah. know seeing some satanic Peen. things. I highly recommend Sleep yeah, No More as an experience. a little peen, too. Yeah, it is, it is a Not night. a little peen, a small amount of Yeah, peen. just a small... Uh, Not saying the A sprinkling, if you will. A sprinkling a of A smattering peen. of peen. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend Sleep No More as an activity. Yeah, no, it's very cool. Uh, I would I would very much like to go back at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, and speaking of immersive theater uh, with highly athletic performers... Uh, ballet? Uh, yeah. We should go to the ballet. We should go to the ballet. You know, actually, there is a phrase in wrestling that people say, like, it ain't ballet, which I think in the world of wrestling, because they're trying, you know, it's supposed to be like, oh, it's hard hitting. So mm-hmm. I think I understand where that's, where, how that came about. But I think that's like the worst thing you could say about it because I can't think of another thing that is more similar to wrestling professional yeah. wrestling than ballet it's literally you're telling a story 
It's a theater and art you where you're telling be, a story with your body. And you you're need only to telling be it, graceful. You need to be very graceful. You need to be. It's very physically demanding. They're mm-hmm. both extremely physically. Oh yeah, demanding ballerinas and hard. have to be in crazy shape. Yes, uh, and you're telling a body solely physically. Yeah, like, yeah you yeah. only do it with your. I mean, wrestling is like a little bit different because it's you know it's in the context of like this is an athletic mm-hmm. contest or whatever, and ballet can be sort of anything. It's a little more interpretive. Yeah, uh, but, but as we saw at Sleep No More, like to do wrestling safely, you have to be graceful because yeah. you have to have control over your body. You have to be able to control your movements. You can't yeah. just throw people around. No, exactly. They have to be able to land in a certain way. So it is like a dance thing where yeah. you are dancing, basically. It's very much basically gymnastics tumbling. But the... Yeah. Um, but those, yeah, like those guys were slamming each other on the pool table, and um, oh yeah, and but they were doing it in such a way where it looks like he's gonna fucking slam the guy, but then they like are very controlled, yeah, and they roll through it, and then they also when they would throw each other at the audience, and then they would stop themselves like on a dime, yeah. And it's like you have to have a lot of, uh, yeah, like, core strength and shit to do that. Oh, you have spatial to really, awareness. Yes, you really have to be very good at that. Um, uh, but. With wrestling, god damn, so much happened because we were gone for so long. We also spent half the show talking about sleep no more. Yeah, <laughs> so we well, made, so really it was, it a, was a really big experience for us. It was. Um, I I don't know. I'm just going to go into stuff. Ring of Honor is a Hall of Fame now. That's good. It's, yeah. A uh, Hall of Honor? A Hall of Honor is what it should be called. Did they not call it no, that? No, it's just the ROH Hall of Fame. Oh, they need me on that team. They do. Uh they have the Hall of Fame. It's been 20 years now. This is their 20. They started in 2002, so mm. it makes sense now. It feels mm-hmm. like the right time. Um, they've got the first four uh, inductees. Uh, I was going to make you guess, but there's there's just like, no way that you would guess it. Guess Johnny, one of them. Uh, okay, Johnny Applesauce. Oh, for God's sake. All right, let me like, give me a few do more one, guesses. Do Hang one on. real guess. A real guess. Do one fake guess. One more fake guess and a real guess. Well, what? Okay. Johnny Applesauce was not a real guest. Uh, okay. Um, Britt Stevens. Britt Stevens? Yeah. No. Nor Johnny Applesauce. By okay. The way. Do one more. A- Adam Garcia. Was that a real one? I'm just trying to guess wrestlers' names. Oh, you! Can, I don't Adam, know any Ring of Honor wrestlers. I mean, Adam Garcia could definitely be a wrestler, but Johnny uh, Moxley. Johnny Moxley. Is that a guy? No, John Moxley. John Moxley. Yeah. John Moxley. Uh, no, John Moxley is not. Nor is Adam Garcia. Um, is Adam Garcia a real wrestler? No, but I could certainly see that. Or Bruce I know. Stevens, doesn't I it could sound? See that. Doesn't it sound? Those Bruce all Stevens sound like. like Everybody but Johnny Applesauce, really. <laughs> you know what? You're going to eat those words because there's going to be a guy named Johnny Applesauce oh, 100%. who debuts on AEW next week. We're in the most ironic era of wrestling that has ever been. So there, yeah. I have no I, I have no doubt that there will be a Johnny Applesauce and he'll be over as hell. Um, no, uh, I believe Brian Danielson was the first announced. See, if I had just gone through a few more names in my head, I would have yeah. eventually ended up at Brian Danielson. General guys. Yeah, general uh, man names. Yeah, so him, uh, the Briscoe brothers, the Briscoes, Jay and See, Mark. I don't know who those are. No, you don't know who they are. Um, and uh, today they announced the, I believe, the last uh, inductee for this year, Samoa Joe. Oh, all four of those guys are big deals. I've heard of Samoa Joe. Yeah, he just recently got released again from WWE for the second time. Oh no! He was released. Was it earlier last year, or was it 2021 or 20? Um, 
I have no idea. I think I, well, anyway, he got released, and then like very quickly, Triple H hired him back specifically to work with NXT again, mm. and then he was the NXT champion again for a, like a week or something. And then when NXT 2.0 happened, he was hurt and had to relinquish the title. And then they changed the whole brand, and so he was. I don't know what happened, but then they released him again. Mm. Um, so he's released again now. He could show up anywhere. Uh, but he's at least going to get inducted into this ROH Hall of Fame. All four of those guys are pretty integral to Ring of Honor in its formative years. Some of the biggest stars they've had. The Briscoes are still there. Well, that's there. good for them to so, be honored then. In the Hall of Honor. God, it really should be the name. You're it right. It should be. You should tweet that at them. Hall of Honor. Come on. It's like it writes itself. Yeah. Who's doing the marketing for this place? I mean, honestly, um, just probably some guy that works there and does a bunch of other jobs for them too. Yeah. Well, they can have that Hall of Honor. All they need to pay me in is one, a couple uh, free tickets for my boyfriend. I won't go, but he'll oh, go. Thank you. Or a Sleep No friend. More for, for us. Oh, yeah. Or take us to Sleep No More. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's happening. Uh, let's see what else happened. Um, Keith Lee is in AEW now. Okay. Tony Khan. Keith Lee, another regular ass name. Another name I would have eventually landed on had you uh, given me enough time. He, uh, yeah, he had been released from WWE. They, it was one of the one of the biggest whiffs I've ever seen from them on just a guy that is like such a star and so easy, like to make like you. He's so ready to go, and uh, they just totally whiffed on him. I mean, he did have COVID for a little while and almost shirt? died the shirt situation yeah where oh, he's yeah. like a like a he's a very large man he's a husky boy he's a husky boy uh and he's always just wrestled in like trunks like normal mm-hmm. like um wrestling trunks and had an nxt and he mm-hmm. had been on uh survivor series and in, in the royal rumble uh and had been very popular with no context by the way Mm-hmm. They didn't like really introduce. He just shows up and was great, and everybody loved him. And then he showed when they finally move him from NXT to Raw permanently. He gets there, and he's in these little like baggy shorts for some reason, mm-hmm. and like a shirt, mm-hmm. like a Under Armour type muscle shirt, a thing. free shirt they had yeah. in a box backstage. Yeah, because they a hundred percent. It was because they probably were like body shaming him, mm-hmm. uh, and. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is DOA." I, I there, and they gave him new music because mm. he had this like fun music, and then they were he was like, in, "I'm pretty sure he's singing on it," and mm. they took that away too. So and it is was AEW like, giving him music back? He's got music again. Um, I'm not as familiar with it, but everybody's excited. Uh, and so he got released from WWE, and then Tony Khan had been saying that he there was a big signing. Um. And he said it was through the Forbidden Door, which is like usually when somebody jumps over from another company or is mm-hmm. in like involved in another company. Or it takes it up the butt. Or takes it up the butt, yeah. Um, the Forbidden but, Door. But usually he's not talking about anal. Um, mm-hmm. Anal elite wrestling. That uh, was a stupid joke, and I'm sorry I made yep. it. It was very juvenile of me. Yeah. I don't know, apologize. I was just yes and I think. I think... It, it, there should be nothing forbidden about anal sex. I simply... Anyway, I'm going to yeah. stop apologizing. Go for anyway, it. Anyway. Uh, Through the forbidden door, up the poop shoot. Up the poop shoot. Uh, and so 
he said that, and then everybody's like, well, it's probably Keith Lee, but he's not really Forbidden Door because he's a free agent. It's mm-hmm. only really Forbidden Door if you're like currently working somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then I think Tony Khan realized this. So in addition to getting Keith Lee, he also signed um, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Switchblade Jay White. Mm. He's like a big star with them. And so now he, he's already been doing stuff for the Impact. The way you worded that makes it sound like he only signed that other guy to make his tweet make sense. He admitted that's exactly what happened what yeah but jay white is like a big star and everybody wanted jay white to be there anyway um so oh dear he said he i didn't secure jay white until sunday he had made he had made this like a week earlier than that this mm-hmm. statement it was like i didn't secure jay white until the sunday prior to that dynamite because i had real i realized that i had butchered my own definition of forbidden door and so Jay White is for Bindor because he is currently signed to New Japan. I see. And he also uh, is doing regular appearances for Impact. Mm. So now he's appearing everywhere. He's from New Zealand. He's one of the What's best. What's his name re- again, sorry? Jay White. Jay and White. Switchblade is like the, his like nickname. Uh, and he's one of the best wrestlers in the world at being an obnoxious dick. He's oh. like one of the most obnoxious characters I've ever seen. And it's delightful. He's such an asshole. Aww. Um it's great. He kind of looks like a pirate a little bit, I think. How so? Does he have an eye patch? He doesn't have an and eye a wooden patch. leg? He doesn't have an eye patch, but he's got like What this... does a pirate look like to you? I don't know. I just feel like he... Does he have a big bushy beard? He does have a bit. He... I think he's trimmed a little bit, but he had like this big long bushy beard and he has this like uh, his long hair. See what I mean? I mean, I see what you mean with the beard, but also I'll be honest. This is the aesthetic most wrestlers who are skinny white guys have. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's like I get what you're saying. I don't though. think he's skinny. Well, I just mean not the Husky Boys. I guess, yeah. I mean, he does have a like, very Seth a, Rollins-y look. Exactly. There's a, there's an AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, uh, what's his name? Drew McIntyre. Maybe because I got used to him like this first, clean shaven, and then. Oh, I see. Uh, but yeah, like if you're a if you're a non husky white wrestler, there's a slick back hair, leather jacket look that you gotta have. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he's there now, so that's that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fun and exciting. Uh, and we're excited about that. But Keith Lee, when he debuted, everybody was so happy. Yeah, <laughs> everybody in nice. the crowd was so happy. Aww. I literally stood up and like yelled. Uh, I didn't hear you. I, I, I maybe I didn't I make mean, a noise, but I definitely stood I'm, up and was like, <laughs> "No, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not doubting that you did. I'm just yeah. maybe I was in the other room with COVID sleeping. I think you were in the throes of it. I think that was mm-hmm. like right before you kind of emerged from yeah it being bad yeah. Uh, and so it was very exciting, and he looked great, and he threw. This guy, Isaiah Cassidy, around a lot, who's a smaller tag team wrestler. Mm-hmm. And Keith Lee is very good at like just launching people. Um, and it was great. And everybody's very excited. And he's going to be in this um, ladder match at the next AEW pay-per-view for, well, a, for a title for shot. Him. Yeah, good no, job, I think Keith Lee. I would like Keith Lee to be in the main event scene like soon. I don't think we have to like wait. You know, I mean, yeah. Adam Page is in his... Uh, Early in his title reign, and he, I do really want him to have a long title reign because he's like a guy that's like they've kind of made, and he's like a big AEW guy, and he's like they're a big baby face for them. But I, I would like to see Keith Lee get there soon yeah. and have a long title reign and be the face of the company as he deserves to be. Um, oh, nice. also, he just got married. 
to a wow, fellow wrestler. Things yeah. are really going well yeah. for him, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, He's just got a lot of good things going on. He does. That's nice. Must be nice. Uh, God, what else happened that I can... Um, there's... I didn't write even down that much stuff. Lita is wrestling. Who? Lita. Who's Lita? Lita was, uh, was a big... Um, was like a big female wrestler in uh, like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So she showed up as like a manager oh, okay. in WWF in like 1999. And then she hmm. aligned herself with the Hardy Boys. Okay. And from the book, the famous book yeah, series. Yeah, the, the yeah. detectives. Um, mm-hmm. The Hardy, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. And they. Uh, Two boy they detectives from Long Island. Yeah. Um, uh, and so they did. Uh, they solved some mysteries. No, but she was, mm-hmm. she was there like, like, not really a manager. She like, well, she was a manager, I guess, for them. But she would help them like win matches and stuff. And then she got really like popular herself, and then started to become like one of the, the top women's wrestlers on the roster and a mm-hmm. big star for them in her own right. Because she was like sort of punk, oh. and so she was different from all the other like. She's not like the other girls. She's not like the other girls. Well, the other, all She's the other cool. ones were She's like. She's a cool girl. Well, a lot of the other like women's wrestlers at the time were like Trish Stratus, who was also great, but they, they had like a very specific look, like blonde and like mm. model looking. And, and Lita was like, had like the baggy Jenkos basically and had like punk oh, hair and like tats and stuff. Like a juggalo. Yeah. And so she <laughs> was, uh, she was very cool. Uh, and she would do like crazy um, high flying moves. Like she would do moonsaults and stuff. Oh, wow. In her um, Jankos? In her Jankos, yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta see this. And so she was like a pioneer of the women's division, and she... A pioneer of the women's movement yeah. wears Jankos. Yeah, or maybe not a pioneer. I guess there had been a women's division there, but she had been one of the bigger stars for a long time, and mm-hmm. she and it wasn't just for like, you know, being sexualized. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did that to her as well, but it wasn't like... I don't know how much sexier you get than Jankos. Yeah. But talk uh, about exploiting female sexuality. Yeah, Janko jeans right up the there. Hottest. Oh man. Um, and so she uh she was in the Royal Rumble, the women's Royal Rumble, and now she's um challenged Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title at Whoa at the Elimination Chamber in Whoa. beautiful Saudi Arabia. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so but she's there and it's gonna be an interesting match, and that is kinda cool. When is that happening? I think it's this Saturday. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, and so that's interesting. Goldberg is also back. Oh yeah! As soon as they announced Goldberg coming back, I was like, he's probably going to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Title at Elimination Chamber because mm-hmm. they and didn't he did have anything. exactly, and exactly that. what's happening. Um, wow! And also, Goldberg is on every Saudi Arabia show. Uh, you should have a blog where you do WWE predictions because you'd be really good at it. Yeah, I just have watched it so much, and it's not even so much that I'm good at it; it's that they are so bad. No, at I the know, but we've got to figure out a way to capitalize on that. Yeah, I should be. Yeah, I should be like making bets because I did actually call the entirety of what happened at the Royal Rumble. Why don't I, you bet on it? I should bet on it because what happened is uh, Bobby Lashley was challenging Brock Lesnar for the WWE title, mm-hmm. and so. I knew that Roman Re- he was really feud Brock Lesnar was really feuding with Roman Reigns and for and mm-hmm. because Roman Reigns had gotten COVID they gave they sacrificed Big E's entire career so they could give Brock Lesnar the WWE title for literally no reason whatsoever mm-hmm. uh, and so um, they did that and then I was like oh he's defending the title against Lashley but he's definitely he's obviously going to challenge Roman Reigns for the title for the Universal title at 
WrestleMania because that's the story they've been telling. So I was like, oh, what's probably going to happen is Roman Reigns is going to interfere to cost Lesnar the title so that Lashley wins in like the shittiest way possible. That the only way that doesn't make him look good, which is mm-hmm. because Roman Reigns did it for him, um, which is exactly what happened. Roman Reigns speared Lesnar, then Lashley pinned Lesnar without even doing a move himself. To let, I mean, they had had like a nice match before that for a few minutes, but mm-hmm. uh, he pinned him. So that happened. And then I was like, and after that happens, uh, Brock Lesnar is going to show up in the Royal Rumble, probably at number 30 to be the most surprising. And he'll just eliminate everybody and win. So that way Roman Reigns, well, now have essentially screwed himself into having to face. Because now, mm-hmm. when you're in the Royal Rumble, you can choose which world title you want to challenge for at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Lesnar is going to use that Royal Rumble win to challenge uh, Roman Reigns so Roman yeah. can't, like, run away from him or whatever. And that's exactly what happened. He showed up as number 30. He eliminated, like, everybody, mm-hmm. um, which is a very shitty way to book that because now everyone in the match looks like absolute shit because this guy comes in. And I know that Brock Lesnar is like this larger than life guy or whatever, but like at some point somebody has to be his equal or it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if Thanos was just in there beating everybody in Marvel and there was like never a time when they beat him, it was, it's be a depressing movie. Yeah. You're just so, watching the And galaxy. it is a depressing show to watch you for this watching reason. Watching the universe constantly get genocided. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, Brock Lesnar is sort of a nihilistic Thanos. He doesn't really give a shit about anything. Yeah, um, at least Thanos had a cause. Yeah, a very problematic And he actually one. did, when he did it, like, retire. Yeah, he retired. He did what he wanted to do. He, he kept his word, <laughs> to be did. honest. Thanos, kind of a stand-up guy. I mean, he did keep his word. He could have also, with the Infinity Stones, though, just, like, doubled the amount of resources in the universe instead of killing everybody, but he's, like, a sociopath. Oh, so. snap. Yeah. I, I think people have tried to that. be like that that's a plot hole, but then I think the writers were like, I mean, it's not that it's a plot hole. It's just that he, his the way his brain works is like, no, this is the answer. Oh, yeah, because he has no imagination. And he's like not empathetic enough. Yeah. So he's like, doesn't think to do that. He's like, no, this is the way. Yeah. And it's just like, he's a wrong character. For, mm, um, he's evil man. Yep. So anyway, Lesnar is there. And so exactly what I thought would happen happened. I should have bet on it. Um, and... Lesnar uh, has this Royal Rumble spot, but Bobby Lashley is a champion and he deserves it. Problem is now at Elimination Chamber, the WWE title match is going to be Bobby Lashley defending his newly won WWE title against AJ Styles, Matt Riddle, Austin Theory, uh, <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins. It sounds like oh, I'm making these up. Seth freaking Rollins. And Brock Lesnar. So now Brock Lesnar says he wants to challenge Roman Reigns for the Sorry, Universal title. Sorry, I like title. that one guy's name. What was that other guy's Austin name? Austin Theory. Austin Theory. That's a good one. Yeah, he was sort of interesting. And then he had some allegations of maybe sexting some teenagers. So, Wow. So the yeah. Austin Theory is pedophilia. Yeah. Um, that's what I heard anyway on Twitter. Uh, well, there's nothing that's false on Twitter. Yeah, no. Um, but anyway... Uh, so that happened. So now Brock Lesnar's like, I want to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal title, but I want it to be a title versus title match. So now he's in this elimination chamber. There's no way for him to lose, really, unless he's, like, eliminated. I mean, they mm-hmm. can get creative and, like, have him just get, like, pushed out of the match or not get... Or not... Like, I've seen Chris Jericho got eliminated in this through, like, just being, like, knocked out or whatever, and they just, like, pulled him out of the match and he was never, like, technically eliminated. Mm. Um, but... Theoretically, someone would have to pin or submit Brock Lesnar to eliminate him from this match. So there's like almost no way he's going to lose. So mm-hmm. he's like probably going to win. And then we'll have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns title for title at 
Uh, well, put some WrestleMania. money on it already. I probably should. Right. Um, but uh, so that'll be. It's not necessarily like a bad story overall. It's just the only story they ever tell, and with the only two characters they have any interest in, like making a mm-hmm. big deal. Because now WWE wants the brand itself to be the only big thing, so they don't care really about like uh, individual stars. Mm-hmm. So they only need like Brock Lesnar, who already was like popular, and then Roman Reigns is like the the one guy that they want to push, and then everybody mm-hmm. else is like so. Not even secondary, like tertiary. Yeah. Um, and very few people get any sort of like um, attention. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. It, it could be fine. Um, oh, CM Punk versus MJF happened. They've been teasing this on Michael AEW. J. Fox? Yeah. <laughs> it's really fucked up on CM Punk's part, honestly. <laughs> I know. Like, that's like, not Michael a fair J. Fox, fight. He, you know, he's, Parkinson's, he's also much older than CM yeah, Punk. Yeah, like I know. He's got a lot going against you know. him here. Uh, has no wrestling training. Yeah. You know, you know um, he's smaller than yeah. CM Punk. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, you know, the, oh, yeah. Maxwell and so Jacob they've been Friedman. teasing a few, the, uh, match. Punk's been trying to have a match with them for weeks. They finally had it on Dynamite, um, and it was an excellent match. And MJF cheated by hitting him with a diamond what? ring. Yeah, to win a diamond ring. He, Where did he get a diamond ring? Three years in a row, they've had this dynamite diamond ring thing. Where so it's like a. Uh, there's a battle royal, and the last two people in the battle royal fight the next week, mm-hmm. and the winner gets this dynamite diamond ring. Oh. Uh, and MJ, they've done it three years, 2019, 20, and 21. They do it in December. MJF has won all three times. Mm. Is all, it like a princess cut diamond? Like it's a, like a it's like a Hall of Fame type ring, like uh, a diamond, like a you know class like ring. a high school ring. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. And he wears it on his pinky, and he often uses it to. Like he'll hit people with it and cheat and win his matches that way. Um, Why so do they did let that. him wear it in the ring? He, they don't. He hides it in his trunks, or somebody he slips it to him. He hides it in his trunks. And somebody or somebody They've slips it to him. Got to pat him down before he goes in there. Yeah, a lot of times somebody There's will ways. slip it to him during the match. There's oh, see, he shouldn't be. I think there's ways to prevent this. We need better security at these matches. Mm-hmm. We can't have people passing the wrestlers mm-hmm. things during the matches, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also. No pockets. Empty your pockets before you go he out there. He didn't have pockets. Where was the ring? Uh, <laughs> Wardlow brought it to him. He had the pockets. Oh. Wardlow showed up on the outside. No, oh. but uh, but it was a great match. Some people were upset that they um, put it on free TV rather than saving it for a pay per view. Because here's the thing about wrestling fans, as you might know from me and literally this entire podcast, mm-hmm. we like to book things. <laughs> sometimes and act like we get really into the business side it's sort of like think like sports fans will often try mm-hmm. to be like the general manager yeah um and so it's sort of a holdover from when like from wwe and also when like wcw when they used to have monthly pay-per-views and wwe still does um and so it's a thing where you like wcw famously would give away matches on free tv but then have mm-hmm. a monthly pay-per-view and then they would like their pay-per-views would suffer lower buys because they people already saw the match they wanted to see on yeah. free tv but AEW, this doesn't really this argument doesn't really hold any weight here because a you're a wrestling fan if they put it on free tv just watch it and enjoy it mm-hmm. um the the main thing though is that they only have four pay-per-views a year so they they can't save everything for the pay-per-views they only do four yeah. of them a year and they're like quarterly mm-hmm. so you can't like then nothing would ever happen. Yeah, and you want the the free TV, especially for a new promotion. I imagine you'd want the free TV to be as entertaining as possible to build up your fan base so that they will buy the pay per view. Yeah. So otherwise, you're just a new promotion that 
is making people pay for stuff they don't know what they're getting. Exactly. So you, that's a big part of it as well. And also because for them, the pay-per-views are doing very well and the pay-per-views are a big deal. But the biggest deal is their TV deal. Because if yeah. they lose that, then they go out of business. Like the TV deal is, this is the biggest TV deal any wrestling promotion has had since WWE, since mm-hmm. WWE went out of business. Yeah. Um, like outside of WWE, then being on T- uh, TNT and TBS. Mm-hmm. So they need that show to be strong so that the ratings stay high. Yeah. So that they'll continue to get a better deal mm-hmm. so that they can, because they, they make money directly from the deal. And also yeah. like being on TV is how they maintain their yeah, presence. That's, that's a good um, point. Yeah. And so their ratings are pretty consistently around a million a week for oh, that's Dynamite. That's really good. Yeah. And then, um, and uh, Rampage is usually around like 500,000 ish, uh, give or take. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. Um, but that's on it Fridays at 10. So if you're getting 500,000 viewers weekly, Fridays at 10 p.m. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> um, so they're, so I don't, there's no, there's no, that, that doesn't hold any weight. Um, let's see. There's a few other things I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, I haven't really been keeping up on this, but mm-hmm. since it's been a few weeks, Uh-oh. my old updates are probably still fine. Uh oh. Sasha Banks watch. Sasha Banks watch. She came back early from injury and was in the Royal Rumble, entering at number one. Oh. But she can't. So here's the thing. And again, why I should probably bet on this stuff. She came back on the SmackDown prior to the Royal Rumble, which means they wanted her return to be like a big deal to get you excited about the Royal Rumble to watch the Royal Rumble sign up for your Peacock mm-hmm. uh, account. Sign up for your Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sign up for your little Peacocks accounts. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, otherwise a threat. Um, they uh, sign up for that, and then you. Uh, but then she's back, and so you're excited. But she's not going to win. If she shows up as a surprise in the Royal Rumble, then she might win. Yeah. But because she showed up beforehand, I'm like, she's probably not going to win. Although, this does happen sometimes. Batista showed back up weeks before the Royal Rumble, mm. and he did win. Mm. Well, maybe because Batista's a big star and says, like, I'm not coming back unless you maybe, maybe yeah. win. But Sasha, I kind of figured, I was like, oh, if she's not coming back. Like, if she showed up in the Royal Rumble as a surprise, I would have mm. but um, but she showed up prior to, and then she was, I believe, number one, the first entrant in the Royal Rumble, mm. and she was doing Sailor Moon cosplay. Isn't that the worst to be number one? Because then you got to fight all thirty yes. people. Yeah. Um, but she did well, and she lasted for a while as Sailor Moon, and then she was eliminated. And I haven't really been keeping up, but she was not in spoilers for the Book of Boba Fett. She didn't show up. Ah, that's so upsetting. Um. And, uh, yeah, she's back. So here's, I have, did I do this already? Do what? Okay. All I wanted to, I wanted to print a retraction. Uh Uh-oh. Which again, is I don't think the definition of a retraction. I didn't realize that Ronda Rousey was in the Royal Rumble. I didn't, I had not heard about this rumor at the time. The last, I think the last podcast we did before the Royal Rumble. Had I known that I would have for sure understood that she was going to win the Royal Rumble, which is exactly what happened. There were rumors that she was going to show up. Like you are. Uh, trying to rewrite history here, buddy. Well, I'm trying to phrase it in a way that's not like, oh, I would have known. I just like, I would well, have picked what, her. That's exactly what you said, though. I know, but I would have picked <laughs> her as a prediction. Cause I'm not trying to say I would have known, but I would have known. I would have probably known. 
but she won um, the Royal Rumble uh, and is challenging Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania. Mm. Um, and they're doing an Elimination Chamber at Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's title shot uh, to challenge Becky Lynch. And that's um, mm. Liv Morgan, who I guess oh, is I just done. I haven't heard done. her name in a while. Yeah, they built her up a lot for two pay-per-view matches, and now I think she's just done. Um Aww. For the time being, guys. Uh, Bianca Belair, mm-hmm. who is my pick to win because she deserves to beat Becky Lynch oh, for yeah. having been, been squashed by her. Yeah. And she's also she's like... doing a lot. Um, uh, who else is in it? I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Um, Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero who is now a bad guy. So she should be almost a supervillain. Um, Wait. That's her thing. I think I've explained this before. I don't recall. Nikki Cross. And so she wanted to do this thing where she was a superhero. She wanted to be like a superhero character. But the way they did it, she's like, Nikki, almost a superhero. She's not quite a superhero. And she dresses like a superhero. Truthfully, I have no idea what this character is supposed to be. I don't understand. I've never understood yeah, it. Because why would you say that in your name? Like, if you, if you want to be a superhero, you either are or you aren't. And also, Nikki A.S.H. is a shit-ass name. Yeah. That's also, a terrible name. Even if she was a superhero... Her name would not be Nikki Superhero. That's like saying like my name is Anne Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like Anne what? Twitter should be your name. <laughs> like it's like, you know, people don't just have their jobs as their last name. I don't work at Twitter. I just tweet a lot. Yeah. I mean, some people do, but those are usually cartoon characters. Yeah, but even cartoon characters I can't think That's of. That's true. They're usually the animal that they are. Yeah, something name. like that. Yeah, um, it's just weird. no. It's her name should have been like like there was a previous superhero character. There was uh the hurricane. Yeah, who yeah, has a whole ass superhero if, name. If you're a superhero, then your name is usually like your yeah. power and then or the, your he, ability. He had a sidekick, uh, Mighty Molly. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and then actually in the Royal Rumble, Nikki Ash attacked her for being another superhero, which was kind of fun. Yeah, except. Again, almost a superhero. No, so she's a, like admitting that she's not in her yeah, name. Yeah, I think the idea is that you're like try to become a superhero. Look, truth be told, I thought this was like a very shitty idea that they like forced on her, but she started tweeting about it, I think, saying that this was like her idea and it was really like meaningful to her and she really wanted to be like an inspiration to like kids. And I was like, this is very sweet, but I truly do not understand what this is supposed to be. I mean, you can and, do that without having a dumb name. Yeah. Like, I think again, like it's kind of like she's making her the story. She's like explaining her whole story in her name. Yeah. Which makes you think the story must not be very you good. Know, she, she's telling, not showing. Exactly. Yeah. That's exact. It's old improv rules. Yeah. Show, don't tell. She's violating it because she's just telling us that she's yeah. almost a superhero instead of just like having that be her story. Yeah. And she's actually like a great character. She was one of my favorite NXT characters for a while because her old character was just being like batshit crazy psycho lady Ooh. who would go around like doing crazy shit and be like screaming and people. Oh would... wait, Nikki Cross. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. We okay, Nikki Cross. yeah, we liked her. But this sucks, and she is now she's a bad guy. She's turned on Rhea Ripley, her tag team partner. She did always seem a little bit, and I'm not saying this about the real person. I'm saying this about the character of Nikki Cross. She seemed a little bit not all there smarts yeah. wise like she didn't seem like a very smart character because i remember when she and i think she was aligned with like alexa bliss alexa bliss that's what it was and like she couldn't see that alexa bliss was a jerk yeah because she's like 
it, it, it came across to me as though she's just kind of like this naive little dum-dum. Yeah, who didn't uh, understand that she understand. was being used. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that story? Um, in typical WWE fashion, I believe it never went anywhere, and they just stayed together. <laughs> yeah, because Alexa Bliss is just like a demon now. Yeah, well, she just said that <laughs> she just said that she was really her friend, and it just was that, and they were just a tag team. Yeah, and now she's a demon. Now she just does all the fiend stuff. After they fired the fiend, they kept all his copyrights. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I liked Alexa Bliss. I, I liked her liked too. Her. I think and she's, I think a, I think she's an under. I think she's a very underrated performer, honestly. Yeah, and, I think as a demon, she's fun too because it kind of subverts her like baby doll image. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I remember seeing that where Nikki Cross was like, she's really my friend, and it just made her look so stupid yeah. because Alexa was clearly a jerk. Like she's a heel. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. knows she's a jerk. Like, she was using you, and it could have gone somewhere. And yeah. Nikki Cross. God, another example of that character being like so over and ready to go, and they just literally took it away and just made her nothing. Just mm-hmm. made her a bland, just a character, just a wrestler, mm-hmm. and she had no character left. And and I mean, she's a great wrestler, but it's anyway. Um, so that happened. Uh, Matt Cardona is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. This is that guy who goes to GCW Ooh. and is like a heel to mm-hmm. the fans because he used to be a WWE guy and he talks about being wwe wrestler and how Mm -hmm. all the like the hardcore indie fans hate him and all this stuff and now he's the nwa world's heavyweight champion who um uh yeah ronda rousey oh this is something i should talk about at least real quick um kofi kingston every year in the royal rumble does Mm -hmm. this thing john morrison used to do this too because they're both very like parkour athletic type guys Mm -hmm. um not like other wrestlers aren't athletic but they're both like very agile like mm-hmm. that's kind of their thing that they can do like crazy shit um and so they do this thing kofi now is the guy that does it where they like almost get eliminated but both oh. feet have to hit the floor oh um so they would do a thing where they would like get close to their feet touching but they would like save themselves on the on the guardrail or that he would like jump on a chair and then like jump back to the ring or like somehow Real not floor let their feet... is lava type yeah stuff. yeah yeah um or somebody would catch him and put him back. Uh, and this was a thing he had just gotten in the Royal Rumble. He was one of my numbers in my pool. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he gets thrown out. And he catches himself on the guardrail. Now, I think he's done this exact spot maybe before. But the problem is when he... I don't even know how he's supposed to do this. So I don't think he has done this exact thing. Because truthfully, I don't know how he was supposed to catch himself without his feet touching. Because he would have had to just slam on his stomach. Um, and so he, he catches on the guardrail... Like, he gets thrown out, catches on the guardrail, but both of his feet very clearly hit the floor. Oh, no. And so he tries to pick him up real quick and put him on the guardrail because it's not the floor. But the replay was like, and this is like, I mean, he would just gotten in. This was like within minutes or maybe mm-hmm. less of him getting in there. Um, and you could see the referee having to tell him, like, I can't do anything. You, your feet hit. Like, you have yeah. to go. And oh, he wow. was like, kind of like in character arguing with a ref and it's like he tweeted about it later and made fun of himself mm-hmm. but um it was just sad because it was like the big spot and like yeah uh you know it sucked that it happened like that and then he and Big E had a bunch of stuff they were supposed to do together i think uh and then they just they had to just deal with it um so that happens so that sucked but kofi's good he'll, he'll be he'll be okay um uh yeah let me see I think that's probably okay for now to to cover. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's and the, fine. The you know, and the Super Bowl happened. I wanted to talk about sports this week. Oh right, yeah, but that's not what the listeners come to us for. Yeah, 
And we already had our big conversation last night about what sports are the most popular. Well, really, you just yelled at me for a while. I just, I don't yell. I just talk loudly sometimes. You're very Italian. Yes. And I'm not used to it. Nope. I never will be used to it. Nope. Never, never. Um, but uh, yeah, we didn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the Super I Bowl. I put on the Super Bowl because my one of it's my best friends. It's amazing of the two of us, you put on the Super Bowl. Well, one of my best friends from home who I grew up with uh, is a huge, and he was also he was like oh. my best wrestling friend. I think your mic went out. Is it Hello? on? Yeah, Hello? there you go. One of my best friends from home, um, we in high school, he was like my best wrestling friend. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we, you know, still talk about wrestling and like comics and all the stuff we used to talk about. Uh, but he is a huge um, Cincinnati Bengals fan. So I was invested oh. in that way that I wanted to see if they would win. Um, and so I waited till the game had about two minutes left to put it on because I don't like football so i don't yeah, really like watching super, it the super and, bowl you really only need to see the last 10 minutes of the game yeah but i also knew like two minutes was going to take 20 mm-hmm. which is about how long it took um so i uh yeah, waited the super bowl usually comes down to the wire yeah and so i put it on and uh they were they were up by like three but there were the Rams were like very close to oh scoring. yeah you had an idea for a strategy i strategy with that there were two minutes left the Rams were so close to scoring. It was they were gonna score. Uh-huh. And I was like, just let them score now so that you have more time to score. This is Coach Sartori's Because uh, that way then because then just the, the let Bengals would have had like team score so that you can get the ball. So you can get the ball. And then you have two whole minutes. Instead of one. To go fifty yards. No, yeah, no, but no. I mean what's two whole the, minutes to go. 100 yards. I'm just saying they were going to score anyway, and they did, and then they only had a minute to score. The Bengals did, and they didn't. I get what you're saying. I don't and think I'm it's sure actually there are people strategy. who would agree with you. I'm sure there are people who've used a similar strategy. Although it is... I don't know if there are. This seems like actually a very bad idea. Yeah, no, I think your defensive coach, your 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 defense coach would probably scream at you if you were the head coach and saying that, because he would assume that you didn't trust his defense to... Uh, intercept and or yeah. uh prevent them from scoring yeah well they didn't i mean no i mean they they, they tried and there was mm-hmm. there was a couple it took them really they had to get right to the yard line whatever yard line um, the one yard line yeah to uh did you want to try and think of the lowest number and you couldn't think of I, one well so no i did not know if it was the lowest or the highest oh so you thought it would and be I like don't the know 100 what, yard line yeah i don't know what the highest yard line is because i don't know how many yards there are in a football field. So there's a so, hundred. There's a hundred. Okay. The middle is a 50 yard line. If you give me a multiple choice test, I would, it would be guesses. the middle line is the 50 yard line. There's mm-hmm. 50 yards on each side. Um, and there's, I assume they reverse depending on which way you're going. Uh, what? Obviously. What? Well, it's the one yard line if you're going to the one end zone, but if you're in scoring the other way, then that's the one yard line. Oh yes, yeah. sorry. I thought. Sorry, I was like, "What are you talking?" About? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. The other side it goes the from one to fifty. Yard. Yeah, <laughs> it's fifty yards right by the. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and then the big lines are the ten yard markers, and in between the ten yard markers, there's like little markers. Okay. So the one yard line, and they were right up there, and it took them. They really or no, wait, had to I get, think those are five. I don't know. I, I have to look at a field. Well, um, there's. I would not know, but they. Uh, they had to get right up to the. 
the end zone essentially to score. Um, did they? Yo, know, you told me they tried to throw it and they didn't. Yeah, there were a couple. It's there was dangerous also they, to throw it when you're that close because it's easy to intercept because it's a short throw. Yeah, I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, and then the Bengals had the ball and then they couldn't, they couldn't get there. And then, um, the uh, Rams got it and then they uh, just didn't play it. Which I understand logically. If yeah. you're winning and there's not that much time left, you just don't play it because you could throw an interception or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there's no reason it's for you to play it. It's also considered sportsmanly. Really? Because it seems like mm-hmm. the opposite. Because to me, as an outsider, it seems like you're just refusing to play. It seems like a baby move. No. You're refusing to play. Oh, like show that you d- you're so confident in the result that you don't even need to try anymore? Or? No, that's an arrogant way to do it. I'm saying that oh. you're going to like continue to play honorably up until the end, therefore oh. giving the other team a chance to score. Well, Taking the ball and refusing to play seems like immature but i understand that logically it makes the most sense to do it it it, well it's actually the opposite i'll say in football Mm -hmm. generally speaking because in those last like the last minute or whatever if Mm -hmm. you have the ball and you're ahead by more than three points we'll say because the other team could catch up to you if it's just three points because they just have to get the field goal well yeah the the Um, Bengals could i forget what the score was now it would have been less than three points sorry yeah so i was sorry more than three points yeah so if you're up by more than three points and you've got like a minute left and you have the ball it's considered more honorable to not try because it looks like because i actually went to a school that was very bad at football i went to smu in dallas texas which is famously terrible at football especially while i was there because because you were on the team (laughs) yeah i was on the team no uh sorry this is a tangent but uh, in the 80s um this whole podcast is a tangent no it is in the 80s smu got the death penalty from the ncaa which means they were no longer allowed to have a football team or recruit a football team yeah so they had to rebuild their whole team I showed up there in like 2003 is when I started college. So I uh, was there for like when they were still like really rebuilding the team. I think we lost every single game my freshman year and I went to every single game. So I remember it. But there were teams that would sometimes try to like I remember distinctly one time. um, I think it was Texas Tech or something. They were way ahead of us. They had like two touchdowns on us or something ridiculous. And they kept, even with their like two minutes left in the game when they had the ball and they were up by like two touchdowns, Mm. they kept really playing, like really trying to run down our guys, like really like, you know, because playing football is dangerous too. So it's like, if you don't have to tackle someone, we don't really want to. It's probably, for safety (laughs) reasons, it's probably better to just stop playing. And it's also just, it is respectful. It's like, okay, yes, I have one good game, la la la. But they kept pushing. And then at the end of the game, uh, one our head coach because you know they meet in the middle of the field and shake hands usually. Mm-hmm. Our head coach walked up to their head coach and clocked him in the face. Oh, that's awesome! And then this giant fight broke out between our whole team and their whole team, and it was a nightmare because like there's cops, but these are football players in pads. Yeah, so you can't break them up. Oh yeah, because you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and it was just it was it was really dramatic. But yeah, like people get really upset because it's like you don't want to risk somebody's safety or like their body if you already know the the the. And also from an emotional standpoint, you know, the fans are realizing what's happened. They're upset. They don't want to watch you continue to try to pummel their guys. You know, yeah. like it's I guess just, theoretically in my brain though, because the Bengals were still so close. Like if they had scored a touchdown. 
I'd have to look at the score. I feel like they could have done it if they had scored. Mm. Um, I don't remember what the score was off the top of my head, so perhaps they were too far away. Yeah. Um, I like how neither of us knows really what we're talking about, yeah, but yeah. Like, we're, we're making um, an effort So here. I was like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm trying to explain probably the dumbest fucking possible opinion uh, on football, knowing absolutely nothing about well, so this. Wait, okay, so it was uh, the Rams so, who were winning and they had the ball they had the and ball, they chose and there to were take like a knee. 45 seconds They left. took a knee. They took a knee. Okay, that's, yeah. And then. so the, but it's like theoretically the Bengals could have like gotten an interception and then like, it, well, yeah, I know but this if you're the Rams, you don't want that to happen. Exactly. So. Yeah. Like I know that. Yeah, exactly. So, I, but that is where if like you're playing a game and there's like a timer on it and mm-hmm. somebody is winning and they just refuse to play <laughs> towards yeah. the end so that they will win. Yeah. You would be furious. And I understand it's different here. Yeah. But as somebody who comes in from an, a totally outside perspective, I do not watch football. I have never yeah. in my life been a football fan at all. Well, you also have to realize that if you're the Rams, even if you choose to keep playing, if you're going to play smart, which mm-hmm. hopefully you would bring yes. it, you're not going to throw. Yeah. You're because just gonna, if, you, if you're just running out the clock. Because you don't want them to. I understand the yeah, logical. It just would, is like. Yeah. It just is so funny to me to see that and be like, oh, you babies. I mean, every, no, no, I know. I know. It's, everybody, it's everybody would do that. It's counterintuitive when you first see it. Yeah. But no, I understand. As you watch I it more. I don't think it's counterintuitive. I understand why they're doing it. Yeah. I just think it just. I think football is one of those sports. Like football is one of those sports like hockey where there is like a lot of like code of honor stuff like that, where it's like there's just things you just don't do because yeah. there's politeness involved. <laughs> there's sportsmanship yeah. just, to think in about. In that instance, it seems the opposite of polite. Yeah. Other than to spare anyone from getting hurt. No, I know. But um, I, I, but that's what I mean is I think because hockey's like that too, where there's a lot of like, you know, they'll well, fight you if you do something wrong. But yeah. it's, I think it's because those are sports where you do put your body at so much risk mm-hmm. that there has to kind of be this like tacit understanding between the players that like we're, this is a line we're not going to cross because we don't want anybody to get really hurt. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I understand why you would not want it. Like logically, why risk them getting an interception? And even or though why it risk happen, your player getting hurt? You well, know? yeah, that's whatever to acknowledge that point. Right. I'm just saying I know. That, um, I'm just saying. It is a big deal because people do get really hurt. I know. I'm honestly Every they, tackle, should, they should just not play this game at all. No, I know. It's, really a, it's a bad it game. Exist. It should a, just stop. Existing. I had to stop watching it yeah. because it started to disturb me because yeah. you realize every tackle is a concussion. As a guy who watches wrestling con- and has to have done, because I've had to go through this exact like crisis of conscience before too. Mm-hmm. It's bad. And yeah. like, it's a lot safer now than it was, and it's theoretically supposed to be done very safely. Mm-hmm. But well. It, it, a lot of bad shit has happened to people because of this. Yeah. And like um, every single time you see a guy get hit in football, he's yeah. getting a concussion, a and, minor one. And football, you can't even really be safe about it. No, you wrestling, can't. you're working together and also, to like make something look. And football, they're just actually trying to. Yeah. Make, they're I mean, trying you're to throw to do, you on the ground. There are ways in which you're supposed to do it safely. I understand you're not supposed to mm-hmm. like tackle people in certain ways. Yeah. You're um, not supposed to grab their face, man. You're not supposed to lead with your helmet and stuff. Like, Yeah. Well, because that's the other thing is the helmets in football are so well made now. They're yeah. like battering rams yeah and so it's almost worse because like if guys hit their heads together mm-hmm. it can be really bad but yeah this is why i i don't watch football that much any i used to watch football a lot and i don't anymore because it just started to bother me 
Yeah. Because um, I was like, these guys are all younger than me and they're like ruining their brains. Yeah. And some of them are getting injured in ways they'll never recover from. And yeah. And it's just like, they're those like <laughs> college students. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I was like, these are like kids, go to man. School. Yeah. I'm like, I want them to learn to read and be successful. Yeah. That was the other thing. When I was at SMU, I, I, I would have guys, football players sitting next to me in class. One time this guy like asked if he could copy off my test. Uh-huh. In, a, in a class one time and i was like no and i just remember looking at him and thinking dude you play football for smu you should probably study yeah, you should like, study. <laughs> not gonna be in the nfl yeah, like, like you might not want to blow off no your i think education. i got this yeah <laughs> no i think i got a, I'm a pretty good prospect yeah uh yeah it was uh yeah it's depressing it's really depressing yeah um, but that's why they do it because they're trying fine. to be honorable they're trying to be respectful of each I'll, other i'll accept this i'll accept this yeah. um but yeah but it, when you when your team's losing it does suck because you're like oh ugh. like you do have that feeling of like oh come on yeah yeah but you but then when because the reason i brought up that smu tech game is because you don't realize until you see it yeah how insulting it is i mean that's also they were so far there was no way they could win with this yeah. theoretically they could have i wouldn't have happened but they could have had some miracle play where they get an interception and yeah. somehow make it all away like, you think score. you want to see the game continue but then i remember being at that game and just being like this is awful i can't believe they're doing like being so upset because yeah that's you see like, like bullying you, yeah you see like your team Which 100% getting, they were because also they. like your team's the wins out of their sails because yeah. they know they've lost the game so yeah. they're like half-assedly trying to block and they're getting knocked over they also and, don't want to get hurt and risk injury at right that point. Yeah. and so you just realize it's a massacre at that point and mm-hmm. you're like this is awful why would anyone do this and it really upsets you so that's why yeah um so maybe the Bengals can try um baseball next time yeah um yeah, I mean, baseball is a much safer sport for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone should play baseball. Yeah. It's good. Baseball is the only sport I've really ever like followed and was a fan oh, of yeah. for a while. You like because baseball. it's slow mm-hmm. and it's simple and I can sort of yeah. half pay attention to it. See, I can't watch baseball for that reason. Because yeah, no, I, I get understand. Bored most people and I tune out. Most people think it's because it is like a pretty that. But the way I watch baseball is like very, and I don't watch it very mm-hmm. often, and I haven't really followed it in any regular. It's too many games. Um, mm-hmm. Baseball. You can just kind of be like having it on in the background, and then when something happens, be like, "Oh, look at that!" And then they replay it. You yeah, know? yeah, um, it's very slow. That's why I don't. I, I, the, I really liked football growing up because the pace of it was something I enjoyed because it had that where it would stop and they would replay stuff. So if you miss something, it wasn't the end of the world, but it was also fast enough that I never got bored because it felt like you know the play. Each play is like a. A moment that you're really excited for. So I guess this is a series of TikToks. It is kind of. It's a series of TikToks in which people attempt to get a ball ten yards down the field. Yeah. Um, and then I've tried to get more into basketball because that's more of a I feel like a less dangerous, icky sport because it's like people don't get you know concussed all the time. They're not even really supposed to touch each other. <laughs> yeah, they're you know, not I mean, supposed I, to hurt each other, yeah. and it's fun. And um, but it is so fast paced. Basketball is almost too fast paced for me. Where I yeah, can't basketball pay attention. is so funny because I like have also wanted to try to get into basketball because it is much because my issues with football. It's so funny that I say like I like baseball, right? Because mm-hmm. my issue with football is that it's like super boring because it constantly stops and like mm. it's just very hard to follow. And there's yeah. also so many rules in football, it's and if you're not very strategy, if, if you're not, and they're not like 
intuitive rule. Like they're not, you wouldn't just be able to like watch it well, and be like, so that I it, will say this. I think a lot of the rules in football are just about like how you progress down the field. It's not like there's a bunch of rules where it's like, but oh. even that structure is so confusing to like to being an outsider with football. Yeah, I guess so. like I don't understand what a down is. Do you understand this? I don't get it, and it's I don't don't even bother. It's a turn. Don't bother. But I mean, that's all it is. I it's a care. turn. So they have four turns. You get and four, then you give it up. The four ball. turns is that what it is? to try and get the ball ten yards down the thing, and uh, if you hit the ten yards, you get another four turns. Oh God. How's that hard? It's just a lot. It's already too much. <laughs> it's also because I'm not interested in it. I think that's yeah, the part of it. That's what like, it is. You don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. But there are a lot of rules. It is a very like weirdly structured game. It is also, I will say, you get the four turns, but usually on the fourth turn, you turn the ball over to the other team because you don't typically want them to get the ball wherever you are at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It it is actually a very complex sport. It's very yeah, strategy. It's and it's just it's, like it's not, like Civilization Five. Yeah. You, know, you and can't I don't just like walk in games. there and start playing it. Yeah. You got. <laughs> I mean, there's strategy at every sport, but there's mm-hmm. just like that one is just so boring, yeah, and it just same. stops a lot. This and, is where we differ. And also, I love strategy games. Yeah. Like no, safe. I I like strategy in games as well, but I just don't. It's also because they advertise football because people are concussing themselves and destroying their bodies as like hardcore nonstop action. Mm. And well, I don't know about hardcore. A hardcore nonstop action might have been a DVD I bought once. Yeah, uh, but, seriously. But they. Uh, but it's like really slow. Look, don't listen to any of my opinions on football. It's just not for me. You it's know, not, I, no. it's truly not for me. I've tried. Although and it's just many, like, many wrestlers have played football. I know. And I don't care. Uh, the, uh, the Rock Lee, famously played Keith in Lee Miami. Famously was. a Yeah, no. The, the Rock and Roman Reigns. Keith Lee was a big football player. Yeah. Um, Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they it, football is a big deal for them. And it's great. And I just don't give a shit. And I, I, um, I tried to get into basketball, basketball because basketball is more fast paced. And I was like, maybe this will be more mm-hmm. be better for me. Basketball. Whenever I watch basketball, it's so incredible because it always feels like simultaneously so much is happening and yet nothing is happening. <laughs> and like I could, yeah. I could watch basketball for twenty minutes straight and have absorbed absolutely nothing. No, that's how I feel because it's almost so fast paced. I don't know where to start or finish. Yeah, and it's like, like football, I like because each down is like a story. It's like okay, this is where we're gonna try to get the ball. This is who's gonna try to do it. Go. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, yeah. we got to think of another thing. You know, it's like it's that kind of pace. Whereas basketball is just constant back and forth. And yeah, it just doesn't stop. To... And then um, hockey, I've also enjoyed a little bit in my time. But similarly, it's like basketball with like more yeah, rules. Yeah, um, basketball doesn't have that many rules. rules. Basketball and baseball, I think, are the easiest for me to follow. Yeah, um, and baseball also doesn't have like a time element because it just goes as long as you want. Um, oh, that's true. That's the thing I don't like about baseball. I know, but I, I do like, like that. the timer on football games because it's like I know when this is going to yeah, end. <laughs> that's true. Um, but, but football, I also don't like the NFL is like three hours because of all the commercials and all the bullshit. Oh yeah. This was but, an, the thing. Another great thing about going to SMU was SMU games were not on TV. Oh great. We're that bad. So the games would take, I want to say two hours, an hour and a half. That's great. Because when I went to my um, SUNY Brockport football games, I had to go to a few for like, I was at the radio state, the school radio yeah. station. I had to go to a few of the games. Um, and I was so mad because I was like, Oh, it's going to take fucking forever. It's going to be really boring. No offense to the people on the team it has nothing to do yeah. with you. I just, <laughs> 
He just doesn't uh, like and football. I think our football. In case you that, haven't gathered yeah, that no. from this conversation, he does not enjoy football. I actually think we were pretty good. For, we were Division three school, so nobody gave a shit. But yeah. I think we were pretty good, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But um, but I went and I was like prepared for it to be three hours because I didn't really think about it or know any better. And then it was over in like ninety minutes, and yeah. I was like, oh right, because it's not on TV. Mm-hmm. The, no, nobody cares. So they're just like, they just play. They you know, play. your hour of a lot of time, 15 mm-hmm. minutes for halftime, and then like about 15 minutes of stoppage throughout. Yeah. So you just play and that's it. And it's over and super it's fast. And it's so much more. I really like it because the pace is like, it's very exciting. It probably would um, be better, but I still didn't get it or pay attention to it. I just mm-hmm. waited for it to be over. But um, uh, but yeah, those are my um, thoughts on football. Maybe the Bengals will do better next year. Maybe. Or not. I've heard know. that they're not. Um, I've heard that they got a little bit lucky. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like that's true because the they, score was so close. It doesn't sound so like close. they were. It's weren't. not like they got destroyed or it yeah. acted like they shouldn't have been there. Which is actually, see, this is the thing I do like about sports mm-hmm. is when stuff like that happens because that's like these guys. Maybe they are playing above their. That's why I like sports movies because mm. maybe they are playing above their their. They're punching above their weight or whatever, but they're there and they're going to yeah. give it their all and they're going to try and they did yeah. and they. You know, the Rams are the Super Bowl champions, but they fucking almost lost that game. Yeah. You know? Which, you know, the I The reason they didn't is because they were little babies about it and they wouldn't yeah. play. But it's also funny because it's like, once you get to the NFL, I, I feel like... Well, everybody's good, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like in college... Nobody's, nobody's really bad at it. Everybody's yeah. a high-level athlete. Exactly. Like, when you're watching a college team, you can really have, like, a true Cinderella story because, you know... Maybe These they're just okay. players come from high school and yeah. they don't know how good they really are, you know, yeah, until yeah. they start really doing it. And then when, but once you're in the NFL, yeah, everybody's a professional football player. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all very good. Mostly. Even the worst NFL player is like incredible. Also, if you're terrible, you're probably not going to be on the team anymore. Whereas in college, yeah. if you're on the team, you're kind of on the team. Yeah, you're on the team. Um, you might not play that like much. Like they're not going to not start or whatever, but they're not going to trade you. They can't. So, yeah, that'd be so uh, funny if they could trade you to different colleges. Oh God, that'd be a nightmare. Colleges. Oh God. <laughs> start your major I over. I have a girlfriend here, yeah. man. I'm majoring in a, in a thing that the other they school doesn't have. Well, sorry. Um, we want to make money off of you yeah. when you're not allowed to make it yourselves. Yeah. But usually it's, yeah. But I mean, the the Bengals must be a good team. Could have held it together for that. Because usually if a team is actually inferior and is just getting lucky, what will happen is they'll fall apart in the second half because they yeah. get tired because they're not as athletic yeah. as the better team. But it sounds like they kept up with the Rams the whole time. Yeah. So. I mean, theoretically, what do you think is faster, a tiger or a goat? Uh, definitely a tiger. Right? Although, I'm trying to think of if a goat could climb a mountain faster than a tiger. Because goats are really good at climbing. They are really good at climbing, specifically specifically mountains. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of like... Tigers climb trees better, probably. Yeah. Well, also, you know what? Uh, if you're a goat and you're getting attacked by a tiger, and you probably have big horns, yeah, so you could probably, probably fight tiger. the tiger. Yeah, I feel like a goat could fight a tiger, yeah. and it wouldn't necessarily be a totally unfair fight, because the tiger also isn't going to want to necessarily... I don't think tigers like to fight for their food. No, I, I think they like to just stalk typically and like pounce. to fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, the tigers are like, ow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we just made up a bunch of stuff about sports and yeah. animals. And I know nothing about sports, uh, but hey... This episode is more just like two idiots talking. Yeah, that's I think what our wheelhouse is. Yeah, um, we covered a lot today. Uh, I mean, I could go lot. on. This we, is an extra long episode. It is, but we didn't do one for this. Is our first one in three weeks, so 
I don't know if that okay. matters to our audience. I'll ask him at work tomorrow <laughs> how he felt about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, well, you know, um, I think I could go on forever, but let's just uh, end you it there. You could always can, go on forever. Let's just, That's let's just true end it there. Every episode. I know. Let's just end it there. It's fine. And, yeah. And just give us uh, some final thoughts. Some final thoughts. And final thoughts. Sometimes the things that we do seem rude, but actually they're much nicer than the other things we could be doing. That's it. Was that, wait, did that have anything to do with the episode or was that just? Well, it was about the football thing. Oh, that's true. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Maybe there's a hidden meaning there. Maybe, maybe the alternative is not as nice as you think it's going to be. Maybe the alternative is not as satisfying as you think it's going to be. Maybe the alternative is actually a horrifying thing that's going to make you go, stop. Yeah. (laughs) And so, stop, stop. <laughs> He's already dead. It yeah. very much felt like that watching okay, them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, All uh, right. well, that's fair. That's fair. Good armature. Thanks. Uh, all right. That was it. We'll be back next week, you know, barring getting COVID again. Yeah. Unless we get COVID again or uh, something probably, worse happens. Yeah. Probably won't go uh, to a GCW show for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, bye, everybody. Right, bye. <laughs>